from the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. Hello and welcome to another edition of NIH's All About Grants podcast. I'm your host, David Kossip, with the NIH's Office of Extramural Research. And today we'll be talking about how NIH uses notices of special interest for NOCES. The idea for this conversation actually came from an All of Our Grants listener, and uh, we appreciate that and welcome any other suggestions from the community. Today we have with us Dr. Jody Black. She is the Deputy Director for the NIH's Office of Extramural Research, and she'll be telling us everything we need to know about NOCES. All righty, so let's get started with having you just tell us what is a NOCE? A NOCI is something that we're using, or a notice of special interest, is we're using it in place of program announcements. We used to publish a lot of program announcements whose purpose was to announce to the community very specific areas of science that NIH was interested in. But today we can do it with this very simplified NOCI that points to an existing, already approved funding opportunity on the street. We can get these, this kind of information out a lot quicker. And so all of these notices of special interest, as you read through them, you will see point to an existing funding opportunity. It's usually the, one of the parent opportunities, like the parent R01 FOA, but every once in a while, there'll be an institute-specific FOA that is being used instead. So it's important to take a really close look at the notice of special interest. And you kind of touched on some of this. What information can be found in these NOCEs? So at a very minimum, the NOCEs will include a description of the science that is of interest. There'll be information about key dates if they're different from what's listed in the funding opportunity that the notice points to. It'll have a list of the institutes that are participating, any specific instructions for submission, and any other NOCE-specific instructions and all of the NIH contact information will also be listed there. So why did NIH start using NOCEs? As I sort of referred to earlier, we had lots and lots of non-parent program announcements uh, that were on the street. Uh, their, their sole purpose was to advertise a particular scientific area of interest. Most of them used standard review criteria, standard submission dates, and often an R01 or an R21 mechanism, very standard mechanisms. They were just highlighting scientific topics. And so rather than continue to do that over and over again, the NOCEs allow us to take all the science information and put it into a concise, what looks like a notice, but we're separating them from notices, which relay other different information from the notice of special interest because that allows us to put the science out there minus all of the other embedded sort of policy information that used to be uh, policy template information that is contained within the, um, within the other uh, funding opportunities on the street. So it helps the applicants easily get to the, what is it NIH is looking for? You don't have to filter through a whole bunch of big background information or eligibility criteria because that's already listed in the funding opportunity the notice points to, it, it focuses very clearly and quickly on the science of interest, so you can see if it's in your field. They're also, since they point to an already approved funding opportunity because it's been in the NIH guide, it doesn't have any lengthy approval process to go to, which could take up to a year. So we can get a notice of special interest out in four to five weeks, if uh, depending upon how many institutes are participating, and how complex the request for the scientific area is. 
So if someone wanted to find a specific NOCE or all of the NOCEs that are out there from NIH, where could they go? So that you can look in the NIH guide that the notice of special interest, the NOCE has its own section. So there's a NOCE section and a notice section, and then the usual RFA and other kinds of PAR or PAS section. But there's an enhanced section in the NIH guide, which I hope you're all getting delivered to you every Friday so you know what NIH is looking for. And you can filter it and just look for NOCEs, just like you can filter on anything else. And you can filter on NOCEs that do or do not allow clinical trial. Or you can also filter on various areas of science. So the same kind of filtering you normally do to find what you're interested in in the NIH guide, you can use for NOCEs. And how long are they active? Would a, would a NOCE expire? So um, NOCEs do expire. They'll either have a date in the notice in the NOCE itself that explains uh, what when the, when it will expire, or it will automatically expire when the when the funding opportunity that it's pointing to expires. So if I was putting together my application, what would you suggest I focus on when reviewing a NOCE? Okay, so you should read the NOCE very very carefully and follow all the guidance that's in the application guide for the funding opportunity and in the NOCI. And the FOA that's used for submission will have its own instructions, but sometimes the NOCI will provide slightly different instructions and it will tell you, follow these instructions rather than what's in the funding opportunity that we're pointing to. So it's very, very important to read the NOCI all the way through very carefully and understand what is required for the application. Sometimes the instructions in the NOCI will be a little bit different than what is written in the funding opportunity that the NOCI points to. And it's very important in those circumstances to follow the instructions in the notice. In other words, the funding opportunity that it points to will have specific instructions for applicants but if the NOCI provides slightly altered instructions, it's important to use the instructions in the NOCI rather than the instructions in the funding opportunity. Also, all NOCIs instruct applicants to include the NOCI number in the agency routing identifier field. That's item 4B. It's box 4B on the SF424 R&R form. Normally, you don't put anything in there. But when you're, when you're responding to a NOCI and you're using also the funding opportunity number, which is what will be on the top, you must put in box 4B on the face page the NOCI number. And that's how NIH understands where you're directing your science. So it sounds like box 4B is pretty important, but what happens if someone doesn't put that NOCI number in there? Would NIH still consider the application? So box 4B is really, really, really important. And if an applicant forgets this information or fails to follow the NOCI requirements, they may not be considered for the funding under the NOCI. Whether or not they are, it, it depends on what the NOCI is asking for and what it's pointing to, which funding opportunity it points to. But the best thing you can do is use the NOCI number. That is the best way to ensure that you'll get referred to the right place by using the NOCI number and you won't be administratively withdrawn. 
And if someone had a question related to one of these NOCs, who would you suggest they contact? So there's always a list of contact people or person on the NOCE itself. Just like in any funding opportunity, there's something that says for inquiries, contact. That same element is included in every single NOCE. And so I would highly encourage you to contact those folks to make sure you understand what the NOCE is asking for and get any of your other questions answered before you apply. And call them early. So what about for applications for program announcements that are still on the street? So the program announcements that are still on the street will continue to be active until they naturally expire. And many of them will more than likely, if they are reissued, be reissued as NOCES because we're trying to reduce burden for everyone. It, it reduces burden on applicants trying to filter through what NIH is looking for. It gets the information on the street for applicants much more quickly, and it, and it moves through our approval process in much less time. So it's a lot less burdensome for everybody. Um, but we're going to continue to use the usual mechanisms, including PARs and PASs and RFAs. So those will continue to be used. The PAs are being used for sort of more standard kind of requests that use very usual mechanisms. So it's an opportunity for any final thoughts. What would you like to leave with our listeners about NOCES? I can't stress how important it is to use Box 4B and put the NOCES number into Box 4B. That is the most important thing you can do. And then read very carefully the entire NOCES. It will give you the instructions that are required for the NOCES Read them very carefully and understand if they're different from the PA instructions or the other funding opportunity that the NOCE is pointing to. Don't wait to the last minute ever for any application. And definitely call the contact people who are listed if you have any questions. It's their job to help you, so please call them. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Jody, for this opportunity to hear more about NOCEs that are available in the NIH Guide for Grants and Contracts. This has been David Kossum with the NIH's All About Grants. Thank you.